Welcome to this podcast, made possible by Vision Australia Radio, your community radio station. Visit varadio.org for more information on Vision Australia Radio and our podcasts. Welcome to Vision Extra, coming to you from Vision Australia Radio, Peter Greco with you, and with us is Dr. Teresa Ruig, who's the uh, main person as far as volunteering goes at uh, Vision Australia. Teresa, uh, lovely to catch up again and welcome. Great to be here, Peter. Thank you. You're the uh, Director for Volunteer Partnerships at Vision Australia, just to give you your correct title. This is a National Volunteer Week, so I guess it's kind of uh, your week to uh, to shine. That's right. The theme this year is Better Together, and I think absolutely at Vision Australia we are better together. We've got more than 1,700 volunteers here at Vision Australia right across our business, including there's over 400 supporting our Vision Australia radio network. So this very network wouldn't come to air if it wasn't for our fabulous volunteers. We've got volunteers um, in our CNI dog division, 700 of those, and the balance are supporting our client services, back office functions such as marketing, fundraising, library, finance and all areas across the business. So it's a tremendous group of volunteers that we have here at Vision Australia. And this week is all about recognising their contribution, their passion and their commitment that they show to us here at Vision Australia and our broader clients and community. I'm very privileged to be able to speak to a volunteer at least once a month on our programs here on Vision Australia. Their backgrounds are interesting. Thing. Uh, all ages, uh, as I say, different backgrounds, different uh, reasons for, for getting involved. That's true. We've got volunteers aged from 16 right up to three volunteers aged in their 90s. So we've certainly okay. got a diverse from an age perspective. We've got 400 volunteers that are across our regional sites. So they're certainly right across the country. And the figure I'm really proud of and I think is really fabulous is that 16% of our volunteers are blind or have low vision, which is fantastic. Mm. There was nothing like, uh, you know, hearing from someone who's either be, been through or going through similar issues as far as, uh, you know, support uh, in that sort of area goes. Absolutely. And if I think about some of our uh, volunteers and the roles they do, for example, we've got more than 200 volunteers that support our recreational groups and community groups that are providing that much needed social inclusion support. And many of those are our blind and low vision volunteers out there uh, running and facilitating community groups with other clients. We've got more than 95 client uh, volunteers that help manage our peer support, telelink and quality living groups. So again, many of those volunteers are blind or have low vision as well. So really providing that much needed lived experience and boosting social inclusion among our clients. We've heard some really powerful stories about the impact that that can have some of those uh, quality living groups. I mean, you know, people can be in uh, the darkest of places uh, when they're diagnosed with a vision impairment or something uh, happens to their sight and it's that sort of thing that can, you know, bring them out of it and all of a sudden, well, not all of a sudden, maybe gradually kind of return them to a quote-unquote normal life. I think it's an opportunity to share experience and understand how others have travelled a journey or a path and and maybe that some are at the, the start of their lo- uh, blindness or low vision journey, others are, are much further along. And I think just having that diversity of perspective is really helpful. The other thing that our quality living groups are quite good for are for those that are, say, parents of um, our mm. younger children who are blind or low vision, and that can be just as meaningful as parents who are trying to navigate this world um, hearing from other parents and, and having that level of peer support is equally valuable. True, so I guess we're all sick of hearing and talking about the pandemic, but 
I guess when it happened a couple of so years ago, uh, everyone had to kind of uh, think about a different way of delivering services. And many uh, volunteers did continue, albeit in a different uh, sort of format. Look, you're absolutely right. And I hate to use the word pivot, but again, like many organisations, <laughs> we certainly did have to pivot. And luckily, some of our volunteers were able to continue their role um, as normal, particularly some of our radio volunteers that record programs from home and send them in. Many of our volunteers adapted their role, for instance. So perhaps instead of visiting clients in their home, they did social support calls to clients. Others um, did have to step away, but were very keen to come back once COVID allowed it. So we've got quite that mix across the organisation, but it's really great now to see things coming back to that sort of new COVID normal, as we like to call it. You kind of sense that is happening. I mean, albeit maybe gradually and maybe for some people, for some of us, maybe not as quickly as we'd like, but you kind of sense that, um, you know, in the not too distant future, I mean, you know, COVID uh, safety uh, pending, of course, uh, things are going to be a bit more uh, like we used to like we used to be. Look, I've got good confidence, Peter. There's been many volunteers that have been champing at the bit to come back to their role and they kept, even throughout COVID, said, when can we come back? When we can return? We want to come back and visit our clients. We want to come back and support Vision Australia. So they were eager as anyone. Others, you know, are using COVID as meant, they've also had to reevaluate where they're at in life, whether it's for their own health reasons or whether they've had to support family or now that lockdowns are finished some are finally getting the, the travel bug and getting that opportunity to travel yeah. even if it is around Australia so so certainly there's been a rush of those really keen to come back others are just waiting to see how COVID rolls out and others um, are using an opportunity just to have a short break and then said they'll come back as well so it is mm. a bit of a mix. So the National Week obviously recognises the work that volunteers do but invariably when we speak to them um, they, you know, the, the message is, well, actually, I get more out of this than I give. And I think that's uh, very common, isn't it, for, for a volunteer? Oh, it is. And I was at a volunteer event for the CNI Dog uh, volunteers today here um, in Melbourne and speaking to one of the volunteers. And it was fabulous to hear her story around why she volunteers. And it's one of the greatest questions I love to ask. What motivates someone to volunteer and why do they love it to keep coming back? Because we were uh, recognising some volunteers with 10, 20 plus years, which I think is absolutely incredible. But in particular, this volunteer I was speaking to, she had mentioned that she um, hasn't had an accident in the workplace and had to take some time off and was taking time to recover, but missed a role where she did have a lot of chance to give back to the community, but wanted to still do that while she was recovering from her accident work. So use volunteering as a way to sort of transition back and still have that desire to be able to give back and that she's absolutely loved it. And she said she actually feels like she's got more out of it um, than she she perhaps gives and because she loves working she's raising puppies and she said it's so mm. wonderful to see a puppy come to its time with her and go back into CNI dog to go through its final training and to know that she's uh, managed to get two dogs ready for you know that final piece of training has been such an achievement for her and she said it's been fabulous for her own mental health and things like that as well so I think people volunteer for all sorts of reasons and we know they absolutely love it but it's nice to hear when they also get something out of it itself themselves. It was such a powerful message to say the difference that uh, a single dog can make to a client is just uh, well it is immeasurable uh, and probably you can't put it into words and you certainly can't put it into uh, currency as far as the cost of or, or the value of it goes either. But uh, that's such a powerful message. Tracy, you talked about um, the, the fact that you have a number of people that uh, volunteer in uh, 
more rural or remote areas. I mean, that's that's so important too, because often people in, in those sort of settings can be forgotten or um, overlooked. Absolutely. And many of our listeners may well know Vision Australia isn't just in metro sites, we're in mm. regional sites right across many states. So our volunteers are out there in small little towns, in bigger regional centres out there supporting our clients, supporting our organisation, um, whether it's fundraising, supporting staff or supporting our clients, and they're making a, a valuable contribution And I think one of the special things about volunteering, particularly in smaller regional areas, they have such a special connection, not only to the community, because these are smaller towns, but to the clients and to the organisation. So there's this real sense of connection. And I think that's something that Vision Australia really values and wants to recognise and acknowledge that in some places, our our local centre is very much weaved into the fabric of the local community and so too are our volunteers. Yeah, and Vision Australia have got lots of uh, sort of country or uh rural uh, areas, haven't they, that, that, that they touch, uh, you know, either, uh, you know, with offices or, or, or uh, people going out to, to work in those sort of areas as well? That's right. We certainly have um, offices in, in regional cities and there's also our staff that sort of go out into those more remote mm. areas. And, look, I grew up in, in regional New South Wales, so it is nice to see an organisation that's not <laughs> just based in, in metro areas, which is fabulous. Well, Teresa, what about the week? I guess are you speaking to us on this program is kind of a way for Vision Australia to, to recognise volunteers. You touched on uh, being uh, to seeing eye dogs uh, today. W- what sort of uh, things are happening as far as uh, volunteer recognition goes from Vision Australia's point of view? So we've got recognition events um, through uh, across Vision Australia, and not just this week. So whilst this week is the official National Volunteer Week. We've got events that have been happening all throughout May and we've got some that are even going into June and July. So unfortunately, (laughs) some of the rain events up here in Queensland has meant that we've had to postpone some of our events. We had one particular location booked for our Brisbane-based event, but it got affected by the floods earlier this year. But we thought, no, we will continue on when they recover and and come back and celebrate our volunteers because even if it's not in the official week, it's, it's a great opportunity for us to thank our fabulous volunteers. So We've got events happening right around the country from a comedy club event in Sydney next week. We've got wine tours um, happening in the um, Albury area, up in the Newcastle Gosford area. We've got some people doing 10-pin bowling. There's such a range of events this year. It's absolutely fabulous. I got to attend the Kuyong event a couple of weeks ago, which was great to see some long-standing volunteers also receive recognition there as well. So lots of events happening across Vision Australia. But for me, it's not just about the official events. I think there's Mm. any day of the week, any day of the month or year, we can say thank you to our volunteers. And I think that's a really valuable message. Volunteers play a vital part, not only with Vision Australia, but if you think of our whole Australian community, there is so much contribution that they make that I think um, any opportunity we've got to be able to say thank you to our volunteers. Thank you for volunteering your time. Thank you for having a connection with our organisation or our clients. Um, I think it's a great way to do that any time of year. One of the really high-profile events that Fisher Australia are involved with is uh, the carols, uh, obviously uh, Christmas Eve. And, uh, again, the volunteers play such an important role with that. And that's uh, you know, quite a buzz, again, speaking to some of them over the time that uh, have been involved with that. That's a, that's a fun event. But, again, a very powerful message that uh, gets sent to the very much the uh, broader Australian community. Absolutely. And, unfortunately, because of COVID, the last couple mm. of years, we haven't been able to have that volunteering 
element to, to carols, but I know we've got volunteers, particularly with carols, that are coming up on their 50 years. Yeah. And that's how long they've been. I think I'm not, I haven't been alive that long, quite frankly, Peter. <laughs> and um, as I was saying at the CNI uh, Dog event today, you hear there's a lot of media attention out there at the moment about the great resignation happening, people moving on from their um, paid roles in organisations. I think it is absolutely amazing uh, particularly here at Vision Australia, that we have so many volunteers that have been with us for such a long time. We've got more than 44 volunteers that have been with us 25 years or longer. That's a generation mm. and some coming yeah. up on 50 years. I just I cannot begin to imagine um, the incredible commitment and dedication that um, takes. And, and I think it's a lovely message about the connection they feel to the work that they do. And I think that's, that's the great message I love to see. You talked about generation. Uh, sometimes that is... Uh, a factor, isn't it? Uh, Mum or dad did it, so uh, the, the uh, son or daughter come along and, and sort of join in as well. Absolutely, and it's great to see that um, younger profile coming through and many of our volunteers are younger as well. Our, with our volunteers, many use volunteering as a way to get back into the workforce, to build their work experience. I love to hear stories when I hear volunteers are either getting um, going on to paid roles either at Vision Australia or out there in the community because they've been able to use volunteers to um, upskill, reskill or refresh their skills. And for me, whilst they're leaving Vision Australia, I think it's a win for everyone because if we can give volunteers uh, something back for their time in terms of an opportunity to go and get paid employment, I think I think that's great for everyone. A good thing to have on your CV anyway. Teresa, just before you leave us, and I guess uh, if I may be a little bit personal, uh, you, you are going through an experience at the moment that I guess makes you very grateful for some of the work that your volunteers uh, do at Vision Australia, particularly in seeing eye dogs. Absolutely. So as I shared with the seeing eye dog volunteers today, I am down here in Melbourne on day two of my seeing eye dog train. I have been matched with my very own seeing eye dog, a black lab named Django. And, and I was thanking the volunteers because it wasn't for them. I wouldn't have the opportunity to be matched mm. with a dog like this. The, the CNI Dog Program, particularly at Vision Australia, is very much built on the role of volunteers in raising our puppies. And for me, now being matched with my own CNI Dog, the potential and the opportunities it will give me in terms of greater independence is just, you know, it's opening up all sorts of things. So it allowed me to walk to work on my own, for instance. I'm married with three children. So, for instance, I'll be able to go into my children's school communities and do so much more on my own. And that, that incredible sense of independence that a CNI Dog can give is is immeasurable and really all down to the volunteers that raise them. And I guess from the volunteers' point of view, I guess they're seeing it uh, firsthand, hearing it and seeing it firsthand. Uh, you know, someone when when they're receiving or they're being matched up for the first time, I mean, there it is, uh, their work uh, sort of coming to fruition uh, before their very eyes. Oh, and look, I, I can very happy to reinforce what they do is absolutely life-changing. So I think um, they can get out of bed every day and knowing they are absolutely making a difference to someone's life. And I think they um, should be very proud and honoured of that fact. Well, Teresa, good luck to you in the next uh, few weeks as uh, you uh, come together with your uh, Seeing Eye Dog. Thank you again and a big uh, dips our lids to all volunteers around Australia, uh, regardless of whether you're with Vision Australia or any other organisation. Uh, this is kind of your week. This is our week. Uh, enjoy it. And, uh, Teresa, thanks for speaking to us and uh, I'm sure it won't be too long before we uh, catch up again. Thank you, Peter. And as we call it this week, we call it a way for volunteers. So do a way for volunteers in your local community. But thank you for your <laughs> time today, Peter. I'm waving as I speak. Fantastic. <laughs> That's uh, Dr. Teresa, who's the uh, Director for Volunteer Partnerships at Vision Australia. 
That is it for the program. So if you've missed it, would like to hear it again, you can go to our website, https colon forward slash forward slash omny.fm forward slash shows forward slash vision dash extra vision extra that's the name of this program back on this radio station your favorite radio station at the same time next week thanks for listening to this podcast made possible by vision australia radio visit varadio.org to find out more about our podcast service subscribe on itunes or your favorite podcast platform